Hey everybody, Chris Fafalius here. If you enjoy One Hit Thunder, which I'm assuming you do considering you're listening to it right now, I want to tell you about another great music podcast on the Evergreen Podcast Network. It's called Riffs on Riffs. On this season of Riffs on Riffs, hosts Toby Braswell and Joe Watson are breaking down one iconic pop song each week. Everything from Taylor Swift's Cruel Summer to Journey's Don't Stop Believin' to Naughty by Nature's OPP. Each week, they crack open the song, trace its history, decode those cryptic lyrics, and unearth the hidden gems in its musical DNA. Not only do they dive into the song's history, lyrics, and impact, they also go down some fun and oftentimes hilarious rabbit holes. So yeah, if you're a fan of One Hit Thunder, I think you'll also enjoy Riffs on Riffs. So go hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. Much like the Rick Springfield episode, this is technically not a one-hit wonder. Cisco had a second single that was more successful than the thong song, but there's a chance you don't know or remember it. And that's why we're here. Today we're joined by Bomb Pop's vocalist Jen Pop to discuss the sexy R&B sounds of Cisco, what she thought thongs were, and the time no doubt played her high school for an MTV reality show. Is the thong song so good that your hair turns white when you hear it? Or does it dump like a truck, truck, truck? All right, Jen, right off the bat, did you pick this song because you like this song or did you pick this song because it's fucking ridiculous? <laughs> because it's fucking ridiculous. Nice. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I do I like it? Like, I don't hate it by any means. <laughs> it's interesting musically. I'll give it when I was listening to it. I'm like, damn, this is pretty interesting musically. There's like a cool key change at one point. Yes, and like, the key change. First of all, all about the key change. Like when you can pull that off and like. <laughs> yeah. Especially in a, a song like this. And, you know, I went back and I wasn't too familiar with Drew Hill. Were you familiar with Drew Hill before this? No, no. no. You, you're not into very sexy R&B music? <laughs> I'm really not. <laughs> I honestly kind of am. But, okay. I st- but I still didn't know much about Drew Hill, which is the group that Cisco came from. All of their songs are very much music you would put on if you were trying to seduce somebody i guess is the way the way to put okay. that uh it's v- very you know light some candles type of music All right. <laughs> yeah see maybe you change your mind maybe you might want to check out Drew yeah uh, hmm, what, a, what am i doing but, later but yeah right so <laughs> <laughs> so cisco came from drew hill okay. i guess they had all all decided to start solo careers and cisco is like i'm gonna come out and i'm gonna hit him with a big novelty song and i mean this song was enormous. 
I wondered were thought did thongs Dude. in general get okay. way more popular? Let me. Like, this is another reason I picked this song. Like, let me paint a picture okay. of myself <laughs> in the year two thousand. I'm like that when this song came out. I was in seventh grade. It's like when I started playing guitar. It's when I went to my first you know concert, Blink One Eighty Two, with Bad Religion opening nice. with uh, Phoenix TX, which again, like I really wanted to pick. I I have a pop punk one hit wonder like picked out. But to me, it's like if there's a pop punk one hit wonder, like I love the whole I like I'll listen to the whole album. So like this right. stands out is like I don't know anything about it other than it's the year 2000 and this song is fucking everywhere. And I'm, you know, 12, 13 years old. So, yeah, I didn't know what a thong was. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah, you know what? Yeah. You know what's funny? I when I was a kid, a thong was a sandal. Like, a sandal, yeah. yeah. I'm wearing thongs right now. Oh my god, I'm wearing all kinds of thongs right now. <laughs> like, but like so seventh grade, I moved middle schools, which middle school already sucks. But I moved from Los Angeles County and I moved to the beginning of seventh grade. I was only there for a month to Carlsbad, California. And the schools were so different, like completely night and day in terms of the middle school I came from. First of all, we all wore uniforms. It was LA County, a very diverse school. When I moved to Carlsbad, it's kind of like an upper middle class beach community. And the middle school I went to, I mean, there was no diversity, first of all. It was just, I'll just say that. And right. also I came, so I, you know, in middle school, we, uh, we, uh, I started wearing uniforms for like a month at that first middle school, but I had just in sixth grade, like my favorite outfit was this oversized Labrador retriever shirt that I got at PetSmart nice. with like my <laughs> shorts and Reeboks and then I, and like, or Converse, like that was my thing. And so I'm like, oh yeah, I, when I moved to Carlsbad, I was like, I don't have to wear my uniform. I can wear my Labrador retriever shirt. Like just stoked to show up, you know, and like rock my steez. And it's like, no, these girls are wearing makeup, coach. I didn't know what coach purses were. I didn't know what Mac makeup was. I didn't know what like right. Forever 21 was. I just very much still like a kid. I don't know. There's a show called Pen15 that's on. Um, I've been watching that oh right now. I'm, I'm, I'm literally watching that right now. That's so funny. Okay. Like. It's, I love yeah. that you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Because you know, like when they still play with those little dolls and they yep. like, those, okay, I fucking had those dolls. They're, first of all, they're not dolls because I didn't play with dolls. They were like fuzzy animals. Right. And um, my mom, even for Christmas once, like she took them and she all made them their own outfits and like, Oh my god, I was obsessed with those things. So I very much was like those girls. Okay. Yeah, you so yeah, you're at that moment where it's like some kids are becoming adults real fast, and then some kids are still kids. <laughs> what the fuck is a thong? <laughs> I was just talking about this last week. My a really good friend of mine does the big brothers and big brothers and sisters. He has so he has a oh, little cool. brother. Uh -huh. And um so he had his little brother and then his little brother's actual brother and sister and their mom all came over swimming. And he was like, hey, do you want to come come swim and hang out with these kids and stuff? And I was like, yeah, sure. And so the one kid is 14 years old. And I was thinking about like me when I was 14 years old. Uh -huh. Like I, I was playing punk rock music and playing shows. And like I felt like, you know, I was still a kid, but like, I don't know. But this 14 year old kid, <laughs> I'm not talking shit or anything, but was very much a kid. You know, and I was thinking about myself and like how kids were smoking cigarettes at 14 and like drinking and, you know, 
doing all kind of crazy yeah, stuff. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. There's no way this kid. And then my buddy's explanation for that. He's like, no, he's like kids. Now they just play Fortnite. So well, yeah. I would think that kids now having all the information in the world on their phones and like seeing like things that we didn't see or know about to way later, that would make them grow up faster. But I kind of think that maybe in, well, in- it does with girls though. Like it's like insane when I see like some of the girls that I know, like that are 12, 13. I mean, I remember like being, yeah, in seventh grade and being like, Oh my God, like, I'll, I guess I got to like ask my mom to take me to like forever 21 and like Mac, you know, like, I was like, what is this? I guess I should do this, you know? And right. I remember my dad, the first time I like wore mascara, my dad like cried. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but then I see some, some girls that I know that are young and like what they're doing and what they're talking about. I think it's fair. I mean, that's always been, I think the case it's like, because women, little girls are forced with all this imagery and, you know, here's the thong song and like all this stuff. It's definitely like, I don't know. And then you're right though, in terms of little kids, like a 14 year old just playing side Minecraft and Fortnite or whatever. I think that's the same too with kids that are like 21 or young adults are drinking beer and doing that kind of stuff either. It's kind of more like if you grow up in a world, you know, we're, we're kind of on the borderline of that. Like I, I got to see the evolution of basically, especially during a pandemic, you're a lot of times you're living, you're existing in the internet. You're interacting with people like through your phone and through your MacBook or whatever. And like, I think there's a lot more people just like spending all their time there. And it, it kind of sounds like, uh, you know, the same kind of shit that people would say to me if I was a kid playing video games for an hour, if I was playing exactly. Nintendo or something. And I was like, but I still went out and played. <laughs> you know, yeah, like that's I, the difference. I don't know kids that like, well, you just, I don't know, it's just a world like it's either a deaf scarier place or it's just visual. Clearly, it's visibly more scary. I mean, even with like police brutality, it's like that's always been there, always. Right. But now everyone has a camera, so everyone's seeing it and everyone's right. being fed the information, which is a good thing because just seeing it here and there, like with Rodney King, you know, it's like, you know, it's there. But like you don't see it all the time. Now it's everyone has a camera and everyone's recording it the second it happens. And we see it all the time. And and, and that's great. But it's like it's it makes things seem scary. But but at the same time, like uh, that's good because it's going to force change. You're seeing things change. It it takes a long time for things to change, but they're changing. But yeah, I mean, right now it is being a kid, too. Yeah, sorry. I like lost my train of thought. I was like, why? Oh, yeah. It's like (laughs) seeing a kid, you know, like watching. I don't know. Kids are always being like snatched off the streets, but we didn't. You know, I don't know. We now we hear like, oh, you can't walk down the street. You can't walk to school because there's predators out there. And that's true. They've always been there. Like that's always been a thing. It's just now that we're like, over you know we see it all the time and again it's a good thing but i think it also i don't know I, what are you gonna do like as a parent that's, i would definitely that's be the like, other point that's the other point that my buddy made about it too he's like okay a 14 year old seems like a little kid but he said you know when i when i was a kid i could walk to my friend's house who you know maybe he lived two miles away i would walk but now parents won't let their kids do that and it's I'm not saying it's a bad thing or a good thing. I'm not saying it's anything. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing that a 14-year-old seems more like a little kid than being in oh, the woods smoking cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, prob- it's probably a better thing, uh, if anything. But uh, 
but bringing it back to the the oh, thong yeah. song. So you heard the thong song, not even knowing yet what a thong was. You no, thought it no, was no. a sandal. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a sandal. Anyways, my point being is that when I was a freshman in high school, I remember my mom took me and my friend to the mall, and my friend, my mom was like, I don't know, sitting somewhere else while we did our thing, and. <laughs> My friend's whole thing, she told me, she's like, we're going to go to the mall and we're going to get thongs. I was like, really? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm not going to tell my mom we're going to get thongs. And so we went to like Charlotte Ruse and it's like, you know, like Forever 21 kind of thing. And I had never bought underwear that wasn't like in a pack from Target, like (laughs) that had like cats on it, you know? And (laughs) (laughs) I just like remember feeling so weird, like picking out the stuff. And my friend, she just... She knew what she was going for, and she got like G string. <laughs> and my mom was like, "I came out." My mom was like, "What'd you guys get?" I'm like, "Thongs." And she's like, "What?" The fuck? <laughs> and was it was it a thing? I definitely know it was. A th- I'm sure it's still a thing, but to have it sticking up and oh my back- god, yes, okay, okay, this is the best, one of the coolest things that happened when I was in high school. MTV had a show called Jammed and it was, there's only one season of it, but like it hadn't been out yet. It was like a band comes and plays a high school and surprises a high school. Right. And so they hadn't existed yet. Like it wasn't, hadn't aired yet. We were the first episode to be filmed. And so there was a stage built like in the, on the football field and all day long, these rumors were going around. Like I remember someone was saying it's a beauty pageant or it's like for the football game. Like later it's like, wow, how could there be a stage in the middle of the football field for a football game? Yeah. But whatever. <laughs> and it was Friday. Uh, yeah. Friday. And I remember I was in um, biology class and the second the bell rang, I heard spider webs and I was like, that's no oh, doubt. Man. Like that's fucking no doubt. Oh my that's God. That's what's going on. <laughs> Producer Matt jumping in. I have that episode of Jammed on a VHS tape. You do? (laughs) Yeah, I was going through my basement literally this week and I found the VHS tape that I taped off of MTV of the debut of that episode of Jammed. Oh my God. I'm like in it for a split second running. Like I I had slowed it because I I had to like go and see, you know, because I and I definitely like tiniest split second. (laughs) Of course. That's amazing. I got so pumped because uh, like I just. We like booked it out of fucking biology and went to the stage. It just clicked. And I guess like when it all like, oh, you've seen the episode. Um, but like, yeah, she was kind of walking around the school later. It was like, yeah, someone saw Gwen Stefani fucking in the bathroom, like putting on her lipstick or some shit like that. Oh, but anyways, it was like right when that, I think it Rocksteady is that album that yep, came out. Right. And so she, I still am like inspired by that exact look that she had when she came and played. But she had her like low pants, super low pants were very much in, but she had her thong like up over her like <laughs> hips out of the pants. And she had her stripe, like red and white striped, kind of like tube top and her hair and pigtails, just like Gwen Stefani. And they were incredible. And they played for like 45 minutes. They played a full set. It was amazing. Or maybe That's longer awesome. than that. Yeah. I, I, all the kids, like we had a carpool, you know, it's like all the kids in the neighborhood go home. So many kids got in trouble that day for like not showing up and... Uh, I was like, yeah, whatever. I will get in trouble. Uh, this is worth it. But the next day, you bet your ass every girl came to school with their thongs. Like, every, oh, everybody no. had a, what do they, they call that a whale tail? I think oh my God, them. yes, a whale tail. <laughs> One time we saw no effects. It was New Year's Eve and they dressed like 
I don't know, women. Tend, as at least Fat Mike tends to do. <laughs> yes, but this was before he really okay. like did. Like it was right. this was two thousand like nine or ten. I don't know. It was like kind of before he did all the time. It right. was one of those things. Yeah. So, and we were sitting behind Smelly, and Smelly had like a, a whale tail thing. And so I remember Polly <laughs> and I like just like pulled out our whale tails. And ever since that day, every time we still see Smelly, we're just like whip out our whale tails. It's funny. I've never, I've never worn a thong, and I always just picture it being very uncomfortable. <laughs> and but I guess it's a normal piece of clothing for women. It's not even. It's not some sort of like crazy piece of lingerie. It's like it's functional because there are things you wear where you don't want the lines. Exactly. Right? Yeah. But you saw, right. it's just, it is funny though. Cause if you like look at the, like I have, you know, ones that are like, it's like a G string and it's like, what is this tiny piece of fabric? Like actually, what is the right. point? Oh, wait. What is it? What is this? What is this garment even doing? Yeah, it's like, heaven forbid, <laughs> I just don't wear underwear, you know? Right. I don't know. I really don't know. But yeah, you definitely have like, and then you have to have like, even if it's a G string, if it's too like, I don't know, the fabric is too thick or the seam, you can still see it. So you have like, you know, you have the, the perfect thong or G-string for every, you know, shorts or pants or whatever. Right, right. <laughs> but it's but, also like, yeah, I remember thinking that when we were going to buy those thongs. I'm like, this is okay. This is the thing. This is the thong. This is what the thong, I get it. Yeah. I was thinking today about like what inspired Cisco to write this song. And the, the picture I have in my head is that Cisco was at target he needed to buy his <laughs> silver he needed to buy his silver hair dye <laughs> oh my god and, and and so he cut through the women's section and then he, then his head just whipped to the side and he's like what what is that thing <laughs> and then he looks at it he goes oh it's a thong and then he thought to himself thong i should write a song <laughs> wait a second thong song I thong you, song all right <laughs> you <laughs> kind of got to give it to him it's yeah. great yeah, and and what's funny about that is I was think I was taking a shower and I was thinking about that, and then uh -huh. in the notes, in the <laughs> yeah, that's what I think about when I shower. On, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, and anyway, uh, then I saw this actual note about what uh, Cisco said about it. Cisco claims that the first time he saw a thong, his hair little literally turned white like Charlton Heston in the Ten Commandments. So that's actually <laughs> he he was actually just so excited about thongs. That, wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, have you seen the music video? Yes. Okay. I have. So, just how fucking weird is it? The opening scene, he's sitting there talking on the phone to his homie. It's like, yeah, we're, we're going to meet down, you know, wherever. Yep. <laughs> but then this, and he's like, I'm just waiting for my chick to get my, my daughter to get back. My chick, to, I think, took her to the mall, like, you know, some. Uh -huh. And then she, and then they, the daughter and like his chick come walking in and the little girl, like, like daddy and she he's like talking on the phone and daddy she's like he's like hold on a second yes honey and she's like what's this and holds up a thong <laughs> that is how the song starts and then it goes into like he the, says the, some like this is right what, what a thong is it's what every man what does he say <laughs> every man is, well the in the actual song like they have like a little like talk part at the beginning which i have the, i have it right in front of me which i think is fucking hilarious is this thing right here is letting all the ladies know what guys talk about you know the finer things in life so <laughs> he's telling this to his like three-year-old daughter 
Yeah, yeah. It's very it's that's very weird. But it's also weird to think that guys are guys are sitting around talking to each other about thongs. The thong. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, maybe if you're a twelve year old boy. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's so funny. I don't know. It was just very and then I was reading something too, because I I had forgotten that the music video was so like I don't know, some music videos there's just a bunch of booty shaking and there's a yes. bunch of like scantily clad women, especially you know, at the time and in the, the genre. And, um, but this one, I'm like following it. I remember even when it came out, being like, what? it just gets <laughs> ridiculous. And I think there had to, I just wanted to know about the music video. Cause I don't know, bomb, we've been having a lot of fun making our music videos, uh, with the bomb pops. And I talk about them on my Patreon. I did a thing where I was talking about like just the making of them and the concept of them. And we, there was a lot of like really specific reasons why you do each scene and they become right. really fun things. And um, the music video director said, I have it pulled up here. If you want me to read it real quick. Do you have the quote? About... Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so his quote was, I listened to the thong song and I say, well, this is a song about asses. <laughs> so you can either accept it and do something like I did. Or you can go and try to turn the thong song into some type of ke- Chemical Brothers video and make it all pretentious about some fucking communist upheaval or something. So let's just relax and make a booty music video. <laughs> but let's make it a really, really good one. And make right. it fun. And they fucking did. Like, it's really fun video. But like, how funny would it be if they made it into a communist upheaval? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to see that version. Yeah, I, I, think I, I would enjoy, enjoy that version. Hey, Jen, you know what's really crazy about this? Matt brought up to me about uh, this song though is that okay this is a one hit wonder because in retrospect looking back this song is obviously the only Cisco song that we know yeah. and that the, the population at large knows and if you look at the Spotify for it yeah it has like 60 million plays as a, opposed to like the next one down it, it has nowhere near that Yeah, but the song that he followed this up with which is called Incomplete not the Bad Religion song but <laughs> But the, but this one, it hit number. It was the number one song. So, in actuality, he's not really a one hit wonder. But it's kind of like in retrospect, no one knows this. I I even put it on. I'm like, I don't even know this song. And it was number one on August twelfth, two thousand. Okay, so I mean, it must be that like Cisco's just hot and like kind of like when right. you have a thing that's that hot, like you're number two. Like I think that that does happen a lot. It's like, oh yeah, he, there he's rolling like. And this other track drops. It's like there definitely has to be momentum because he's just the thing. Like at the right. time, no matter what song he released, it was gonna it was gonna yeah. skyrocket. And it's so crazy because it dethroned. It's gonna be me by In Sync. Oh wow! That's how hot Cisco wow. was at that, that moment. Why did that give me goosebumps? <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hi, I'm Daniela Clark. I'm Barbara Ann Wild. And we are The Honest AF Show. Our podcast is real, honest conversation with our celebrity friends and pros. Covering our anything but average rock and roll lifestyles. All while tackling the hell that is aging and the battle of beauty. Oh yeah, nothing is off the table. The Honest AF Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. 
you know, we always look at, when we do these episodes, we always look at like what else was going on in music at that time that allowed this song to become so huge. So, yeah. OK, so we know Sync was popular at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other songs that were on the chart at that time were Try Again by Aaliyah, which is a badass. Oh, song. my God. Again, such a good box. song. Such a good song. Jumpin' Jumpin' by Destiny's Child. Which oh, think- my God. I don't know that one. I know all oh, Destiny's Child songs, but I don't know that I one. Love, I, I really loved, like, every, I mean, I don't think I ever listened to their album or had their album, but every song that was, like, they had hit after hit. Oh, yeah. they Definitely. I probably know it if I hear you, it. You definitively know it. Fellas, okay. if you're I know, at home. No, no, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I know that one. I straight up want to listen to that now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also it said Bent by Matchbox 20. I'm not sure which which Matchbox 20 song oh that God. is. But, and, it, and also the biggest singles of that, that. So that's that's the charts at that time. But I'm looking at that year or two, 2000, like the, big, the biggest singles of that year, U2, Beautiful Day, Britney Spears, oops, I did it again. Oh my and, God. And Madonna music. Yeah, that's like the that's like the the heart of like the boy bands and Britney and Christina and all that, you know, like that's that's it right there. And that's that's where Cisco popped through too. What a good, what a cool, what a fun, like like even just radio pop stuff. It was fun. Like those songs are just, I mean, I'm not like a seventh grader in middle school listening to whatever's hot right now. So but right. I don't mean I don't that kind of like pop yeah. stuff, it doesn't around. I hope it comes back around. I hope there's a trend yeah. for like. I'm trying to think of like what it would be right now. If you're a seventh grader and you're primarily listening to pop music and don't, and I always bring this up on here, but I love pop music and more specifically, I love female pop music. Oh, I, like, yeah. I like female artists and like, cause I love Halsey, uh-huh. you know, they're, they're so they're Carly Rae Jepsen. I oh, think she's awesome. She, that album that just came out. It's like a, so Double. good. So then, yeah, Dedi- it's really dedicated. Good. And then she did the side B. She did like the, she always does like a B-sides album. I like the B-side. There's a song on that B-side one. It, oh, there's one song on there. I listened to it like 20 times in a row. She it's is so good. She's so good. And what I like about her is that she's not like some, I mean, nothing against younger artists, but she's like, she's like close to, to my, like she's like mid thirties or something. Right. And, and, and she's just like, this is what I do. I make, straight up no doubt about it this is bubblegum pop music and she just is the best at that style of music and she's great live and this dude uh, this dude i'm friends with is her bass player oh cool so i always see him posting pictures of like oh we played this enormous well back when you could play concerts but this (laughs) normal enormous festival in australia with carly ray and like I i don't know yeah but i'm I'm a big fan. So I would hope that kids are listening to those. You know, I think those are pretty good songwriters, you know? It is, yeah. It's like, I, I, I hope that kids are too. And it's like, I mean, whatever. Yeah. And like, I'm super, I think Billie Eilish's whole album is incredible. I think that's one of the coolest recent, like huge things that I've heard. Cause I really don't like keep up with like top 40 stuff. I don't know right. it, but if there's a good, I, but Polly uh, and the bomb pops does like, she's like top 40 all day. She knows that all of the stuff and which is a really healthy, like balance too. I think for, I mean, she listens to punk too, but I'm just right. so, I don't n- listen to the radio. I, you know, through Spotify based on, you know, other artists I like if I'm finding right. out new stuff, but also my, one of my best friends, Taylor, she's the one that's huge Carly Rae Jepsen fan. I mean, she named her dog Jepsen. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> she came over that day the album came out and was like listen to this she had carly ray jepson has like those like crazy diehard fans halsey does too like those are two artists that like 
my buddy went and saw Halsey. He always talks about it. He's like, I went and then she came out and he's like 75% of the audience started crying. Oh my gosh. He's, like, he's like, I don't understand. I'm like, well, you know, that's like people cried at Michael Jackson and the Beatles. And the and Beatles, yeah. And NSYNC. And yeah. Yeah. It's just what you what you do. Have you ever cried when you saw somebody? You were just no, so happy. I've yeah. never, never cried. Um <laughs> Neither I, have I. and like I was one thousand percent obsessed with Blink One Eighty Two and specifically Tom DeLong. And I met him once, like when I was a kid. Like we saw him, we saw Blink that concert that I went to when I was around the time the Thong song came out. Right. She, my mom took me <laughs> with my nice. friend, and then she was like, Oh, okay. Like definitely the first time I smelled marijuana and heard the like real like you know, heard so much talk about boners and right. <laughs> I was going to say a slightly uncomfortable concert to go to with your mom. Yeah. Maybe, my mom was like banter. fine, but she was just to my friend. She was like, can you just keep it? Like, you don't have to tell your mom everything that they said, like to my friends. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but then about a week later, just Tom DeLong lived in Sanitas, which was basically neighboring Carlsbad where I grew up. And we were we went to the farmer's market with my mom and I remember seeing him walk across the parking lot, like into a hair salon and I froze. My mom was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I was like, that's Tom. She's like, Tom who? I'm like Tom DeLong. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, from Blink-182. She's like, oh, oh, let's go talk to him. And she dragged me into the hair salon. Nice. And he's just like, got like, you know, sat down, had him picked up a magazine. And my mom was like, Tom, you know, with this like little girl, she's like, we just saw your concert last week. And he stood up and he was like, oh my God, I am so, so sorry. I am so (laughs) sorry. I said so many bad words. I'm so sorry. And she, after that, she like, I know she's, she thought that he was great. And she's like, it's okay. I like bad religion better. Like, (laughs) That's cool. That that's cool. I I like hearing that. I I my time meeting Tom DeLong was uh, my band opened for Angels at Airwaves in Pittsburgh, and I went up. You know, but unfortunately, I got drunk. Like we we already played, <laughs> and then I got drunk, and I'm like, yes. I'm gonna go introduce myself to Tom DeLong, and like just walked up to him, and I just remember it being so like anticlimactic. Like he's like, "What's up, dude?" I'm like, "Oh, dude, like big fan." What you know? I just remember being like so not cool (laughs) and and, but it's fine it's totally fine you're totally fine (laughs) yeah yeah i'm sure i'm sure i just put myself in that position as of like something i've probably no i know i've done and um we all do it we all do it that's why i don't i don't even want to i usually don't want to even meet like people I really like or whatever, I'm like I, I don't need to meet them because I what am I gonna what am I gonna say? What am I gonna really, say? You know? Yeah, and yeah. I do wish like I don't know I do have a thing where I'm like like even meeting Tom DeLonge as a kid like I froze but and at the time like that's like that was a big deal but like there's not I can't think of like one person who would make you freeze now. Yeah, like not even like I don't know it's not like I'm like I just thinking of like even celebrities it's like they're just. They're just people. People. Like, I remember uh, Polly and I <laughs> we used to, like, do this catering gig. And for twice, it was, like, Leonardo DiCaprio-related things. Oh, two of the craziest ones. One was Leonardo DiCaprio threw a birthday party for his dad. And it's, like, bottom of Tesla, you know? And it was actually a pretty small thing. And that wasn't crazy because there wasn't a lot of... A lot of people that were there were, like, writers, you know? And, like, people I wouldn't recognize. Um, right. But... Then the other crazy one was it was George Clooney's Casamigos 
tequila party, like there's that Casavigo's house or whatever in Hollywood. It was a Halloween party. And our job like was we had, you know, some people had hors d'oeuvres and they were and some people were had cocktails. Polly and I got stuck with a tray, an empty tray that we would walk around with for people to put their trash on. So Aww. we were like walking trash cans. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> and it's like Paris Hilton and Leonardo DiCaprio. And uh, I mean, I, a lot of people were in costumes, so it was hard to like recognize, but it was just like crazy right. celebrities like that. And then the other one that was really crazy was Dr. Phil's through his wife, I think 60th birthday party. And it's uh-huh. at this um, venue. It's like this old Catholic church turned into a venue downtown called uh, Viviana's. And um, like just really high end weddings or events were there. And, um, yeah, Dr. Phil threw his wife, a 60th birthday party, but it was so bizarre. She had it like decorated. Like it looked like she was turning 16. I swear to God, her thing was like her sweet 16. She was wearing like a prom type dress. There were giant photos of her like in frou-frou dresses. And then she had a facade and like when you walked in, it looked like Rodeo Drive. There was like a tiff, like whatever. Like she had them set up like little shops. It sounds and like she was having a cotillion. <laughs> it, yes, it does. And you know who played it was Katy Perry. It was like whoa. I mean that was cool. I remember kind of just like fucking off as much as I could and being like, oh, I'm just gonna go watch Katy Perry. But then my job one time, like one person was assigned Doctor. Like you had to just shadow Doctor Phil. But they had that person had to like break, you know, and I, right for 30 minutes or whatever. And I got assigned to break her and I just had to follow him around and like hold his diet Coke. Oh my gosh. It's the worst job I've ever, ever done. And the money That's was good. Really weird. Yeah. The money it, was good. Though? The money was good. It was like $25 an hour and you would work nice. long shifts, but I would not do it ever again. Especially like the last one I remember was the, the, the when we were walking trash cans and yeah. Polly and I just, fu- we let like we straight up, quit in the middle and Polly was like I'm sick and I'm leaving I was like I'm leaving with her and we just like never once did it again yeah well yeah that that would definitely be weird like excuse me Mr. DiCaprio can I take your stick that you had an hors d'oeuvre on or something yeah Uh, yeah but still a good story for a podcast yeah 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 it it was (laughs) Uh, funny (laughs) but but anyway bringing it back around to I don't know where what the the appropriate uh you know segue back into the thong song song, hmm. but but uh, but a good one is the thong song was nominated for four Grammys. Oh my so God. yeah, right. You know, you and I, we spent all these years <laughs> writing all these songs, pouring our heart and soul into songs <laughs> for the dream of someday being recognized on a grand. Sc- I mean, that's not. Maybe that's not why we're doing. Well, it, but still, no, but, but you still, want recognition would, as a good songwriter and having some meaning. Right, but now the thong song's nominated for four Grammys. So does that? Do we really even want a Grammy at this point? Do I, <laughs> I don't, I don't even know. know if the thong song was nominated for four. And, and you know, I, I might rather just act like I'm too cool for a Grammy at this point. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm gonna keep your Grammy. You know, yeah, I'm punk I mean, rock. My yeah, punk rock right, ethics. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And no, I'll I mean, take the Grammy. I mean, yeah, right. But <laughs> that being said, we do we do agree that the thong song musically is kind of interesting. So it's oh. just the subject matter is about women's underwear. So I don't did, know that it should have been nominated for four grand. Well, did you read the thing? And like, I, I was I was trying to like, you know, it's been a while since I listened to the thong song. But however, anytime like you know, randomly it'll pop into my head or I'll hear it once, and it doesn't leave. 
And I remember like knowing like shaking that thing, like who's a dish and living the you know, she's got dumps like a child. Like I know the song. Yes. Like I can sing the yeah. whole song. <laughs> Reading about it. But the strings who heard throughout the song performed on the record by Bruce Dukov are inspired by the West Montgomery's cover of the Beatles' Eleanor Rigby. And if you hear the things, <laughs> it's straight up Eleanor Rigby-esque. Wow, I never paid attention to that. Oh. Now I'm going to have to listen. I got to hear that. And <laughs> I just, I do appreciate like how grandiose the thing is. Like, we're going to write a thong song, but get this. We're going right. to have strings like Eleanor Rigby. And then they they reference, you know, Ricky Martin's Living La Vida Loca. That was another one that I like... Cause that was the same around the same time. And I remember I just, I have the funniest story of Rick, Ricky Martin when that came out. Like, I think maybe, I don't know how it worked back. Like, I guess there was a single when it was hot and then the record came out. Right. Like, um, living, living yeah, I don't know. I don't know what order Ricky Martin released. Well, I don't know, but I only know this is that I was being picked up. This was cause Ricky Martin. Yeah. That was before. Cause I remember I was in sixth grade. I was with my friend and her mom picked us up from school and she had, brought i remember like that cd came out that day i guess i didn't fucking know like ricky martin that was not like on my map i never i never bought any of like as much as these songs were around like i never once bought a pop cd um i think when i was a kid like mariah carey i had mariah carey butterfly but um other than that i never bought one like because i never i remember listening to stuff like even in sync it's like yeah they had so many hits but like i never bought a CD, owned a Britney Spears CD, owned a, you know, I owned the Vandals, Fear of a Punk Planet. And nice. And I loved, you know, Sum 41 and American Hi-Fi. And I loved stuff like pop punk that was big at the time was what I was buying. But she picked her us up from school and her mom was like, she knew that her mom was like going to come up with, with a copy of the Ricky Martin CD. And we got in the car and her mom had opened the CD, like opened the plastic and she started crying and was like yelling at her mom, like, how could you open the CD? Like, I wanted to open it, you know, I was like, what is this fucking chick's problem? Yeah, you need that, that on that unboxing on opening. That's like an exciting moment. I guess it's also like a pain in the ass to take the shrink wrap off a CD. I would be like, mom, can you open this? (laughs) There are entire YouTubes of unboxings and openings of things. I don't know if you know that. That's a very very popular thing. So I only know it because of uh, my friend, uh, Polly, like her son, even when he was little, she was like, yeah, he just wants to like, he'll watch these videos of people opening up toy boxes, like not even playing with the toy. Right. They're just, it's just the opening unboxings. Yes. And they'll have like millions of views. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Like, why yeah. didn't we think of that? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why I didn't think of that. <laughs> I wish I would have because I would be making all that YouTube revenue. I would just unbox everything. Yeah. I will unbox uh, anything. It's oh. too late now. Uh, hey, a, a line I wanted to talk about in this song real quick. <laughs> what does she had dumps like oh, a truck? <laughs> tr- what are dumps? <laughs> Exactly. I don't Can you know. Explain that to me. Um, like, because you know, it's a thong song. So, like, at first you're like, does she have like? Also, it's weird that dump with the with the thong. <laughs> like, we're talking about the ass. Like, yeah, is she taking like large shits, like dumps, I, like a trunk? I, you know. Yeah, I, I hope that's what it doesn't mean. When you're a kid, to... though, I like went immediately. I was like, dumps. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I guess. So we know that right after that, it's. She had dumps like a truck, 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 thighs like what, 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 baby move your butt, butt, butt. So it, are 
dumps a na- name for I think butt that cheeks I or think something? that they're breasts because if you when I watch the music bit- calling breasts. Do you guys do you guys want the rap genius explanation of this? Okay. Yes, right. yes, 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 yes. This girl has big thighs and a butt that are nearly perfect. There is a pun in the first of the two lines, which is a reference to the term dump truck, making an obvious reference to a large rear end. Okay. Oh, okay. So oh. it is the ass. I I think that that's a very. I'm all about the puns. <laughs> like that's a very good one. I, I love that you thought it was breasts. I can't imagine going like, check out that girl's dumps. Dumps. <laughs> because <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> my oh my god. Because I always think my friend used to always go like, dump them out. <laughs> like it, I know it's like all. <laughs> Well, okay, it makes sense that you would. Also, if you watch the video, when it says dumps like a trunk, because I, I watched it before I was like doing my homework. When he says dumps like a truck, there's like a shot, like there's a big oh. titty shot. Oh, and okay. so I was like, okay, maybe he does. I. The thing is, it it, it is beautiful poetry because it could be d- an ass and it could be tits. It could be either. Right. It could be anything. Dumps could be anything you want it to be. And if you're in seventh grade, it could be a dump. Like, right, exactly. Ah, she took uh, a big old dump. So, so the last thing that we always do um, mm-hmm. is, is is we talk about is this song one hit thunder, meaning this artist deserved to have this hit. That this is this is great. Their their catalog is worth it. They they're awesome. Or is it a one hit blunder? This shouldn't have been a hit. Oh, and I think this is one hundred percent one hit one hit wonder. Like he, I mean, you go down. Like I think that as an artist. I would imagine going down in like histories, like you have a one hit wonder and I don't know. I always think of like the Atari's go with their cover of boys of summer. It's like, Oh man, you, you blew your load on that. Like, you know, your, your Cisco and your one hit wonder is the thong song. It's brilliant. And it's like grandiose stupidity. And then the video is exactly the same and reading the quote from the director it's like so calculated they i think it's pretty awesome as even to the fact they're like oh yeah we're gonna make this thong song and we're gonna put like one of the most beautiful string parts and like rock it with eleanor rigby into this <laughs> yeah. song yeah we're I'm, killing it i'm feeling it i'm going with thunder on this one too this yeah. isn't a blunder this this was meant to be they put the effort in musically they put the i mean they knew I, probably could you imagine the second that they hit they, they hit play and they're listening to it through the studio speakers like the the final mix for the first time they were like oh shit we're about to make a billion dollars oh, and yeah. and everyone's and they probably if they were smart i hope they were smart they bought stock in every thong, thong manufacturer victoria's <laughs> secret or- because i would love to know the stats on the sales of thongs after this song came out Dude. because they had to double, right? They had Triple? to. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, I guess I'd have to talk to do my research on the history of women's undergarments to like really know when exactly like thongs. I think he he, he probably hit it. You know what? Thongs probably became like hot around then. So they, they were on his radar enough that like, yeah, thongs are fucking what's up right now. And then yeah. he sings about them and it's like takes it to a whole nother level. Right. Yeah. So this was this was, as we often say on this podcast, it was a cultural phenomenon. And it's still a song that I imagine I haven't been to the club in a minute, but I imagine this song still 
comes on every once in a while. I think people haven't forgotten this song. Oh, it comes on the radio for sure. I remember like not that long ago. It was funny because when it's one of those moments in life where I was like, for whatever reason, thought of the thong song. And this had been like two years ago. And I was with my friend and like talking about it kind of out of nowhere, something like made me think of it. And then like two hours later, it was on the radio. And I was like, no way. Is that a coincidence? Or is this song just like on still on the radio? (laughs) Right. This has been fun talking to you. So fun. I, I got like last, like when I was writing with Matt, I like, I couldn't. First of all, I got a new puppy this week. Uh, nice. What what kind of puppy? She's a German Shepherd Husky mix. Oh, big one. Big girl. Um, yeah, nice. What's I, her name? Her name is Saloon McDonough. Nice. <laughs> After Sal- H.I. McDonough and Raising Arizona. Nice. But yeah, Very Saloon. Nice. I've been crate training her and just like not sleeping. But was I saying, oh, just going back and forth because again, my friend Taylor, who's the Carly Rae Jepsen fan, she's like... I mean, if I'm ever on a trivia team, I think I'm, I'm probably I'm good at like geography and history, but you need your like music person, like weird music knowledge person. It's her. So she just like listed off a bunch and she said thong song. And I was like, oh, oh my God. Yeah, that's the one. I just couldn't choose. And then it got to a point because I was like really kind of wanted to talk about some of this pop punk stuff. But I'm really happy that I settled on the thong song because this is. Yeah, really that's a good choice. We could, <laughs> we could talk. I, I'm sick of talking about pop punk music. <laughs> we, you know, we 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 play it and we do whatever. So like, we'll, we'll, this is this is much better. Uh, yeah. You know, we're we're too we're too close to that. You're right. <laughs> we're too we're too involved. We would have been we would have been talking about like chord progressions and producers and people we know that worked on the album. That's and the stuff. other and thing. That's, I'm like, that's no. not what we want to do here. <laughs> no, no, no. We want to have a good time and separate right. from it a bit but i think this is an amazing what a fun time thank you for yeah happy Hell yeah. saturday this way yeah me too all right jen nice talking to you nice talking um, to you too meticulous and clean we were never seen This has been One Hit Thunder. One Hit Thunder is produced by Matt Kelly as part of the Geekscape Network and hosted by Chris Fafalios of the bands Punchline, Pack, and Another Cheetah. Underneath Me, you're hearing Zero Remorse off Death in Venice Beach by the Bomb Pops featuring today's guest, Jen Pop. Let us know your thoughts on the show by emailing us at onehitthunderpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting apps and tune in next week for another episode of One Hit Thunder. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Hello, Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast. On Future Friday, I talked to fellow musicians about the moments that made them, their passions outside of music, and the curiosities that tie us all together. I've also talked to the likes of UFO researchers, magicians, soldiers, and documentary filmmakers, and I'm constantly searching for folks that can shape and change our view of the world. You can check out Future Friday wherever you like. Hey there, I am Johnny Christ from Avenged Sevenfold, and I've got a podcast called Drinks with Johnny you're going to want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to actors, comedians, fighters, musicians, 
everything in between. I'm just looking to make some friends and have a good time doing it. So if that sounds like something you're into, go check out Drinks With Johnny, streaming everywhere now.